Thanks for listening to the Valley Point Church Podcast. We hope it's a blessing to you. Valley Point, I want to let you know that Tanya and I love you and we miss you. We really miss you. There's something so unique and powerful about the church when it gathers. And we cannot wait until we have the opportunity to do that again. You need to know this though, we are still gathering. We're doing it in different locations, but we are gathering and this is a good thing. For as long as this lasts, us gathering in different locations, I wanna give us all a couple of different challenges. The first challenge is this, stay connected by watching, okay? I think it's really important that we all gather and watch our Sunday gatherings so that we can worship and we can listen to the word of God being taught and we can pray. All of this is really important right now and will keep us connected. And this is where we also have the chance to hear updates. So be sure that you are watching during this season. And the second challenge is this, reach out and call someone, send a text, be compassionate. And I think this is how we can care for each other in the process. So be checking in with someone within our church, outside of our church, make sure that they are okay. These are our challenges right now. Keep watching, please do that. And then reach out and call someone and text and let's care for each other that way. Next Sunday is actually Easter, if you can imagine. And we will be worshiping online. I wanna let you know that we are working very hard right now to prepare a unique and meaningful experience for you on Easter. So I would encourage you to do this next Sunday. Get your family together, put on your Easter clothes if you wanna do that, and let's just have a great time celebrating the fact that Jesus is alive. You'll be able to watch on Facebook Live at 8.30, 10 o'clock, or 11.30, and you can also watch on demand at valleypointchurch.com. That's next Sunday. We're gonna have a great Easter. I also wanna let you know that we're gonna have a Good Friday gathering online this Friday as well. You can watch that on Facebook Live at five o'clock p.m. or you can watch on demand at valleypointchurch.com. Good Friday is a time just for us to reflect and to contemplate the death of Jesus and what that means for us. So please be watching on Good Friday as well. This is Holy Week, Good Friday at 5 p.m. And then Saturday is a time to sit in silence and pray and anticipate Jesus coming back to life. And we'll watch on Sunday again together and experience Jesus being alive and celebrating that. So please be in tune with all of these things. Those are the updates that I wanna share with you. Let's pray together and then we'll begin a new theme. Father, we pause and just step into your presence right now. Thankful for this day, 
where we have the chance to begin something new for the month of April that I believe is going to help and encourage and challenge all of us. So God, help us to listen and help us to think about what you wanna say to us and what you wanna whisper into our hearts. And then God, I pray that you would help me and everyone watching, help us to be willing to do whatever it is that you plant in our hearts. God, again, we thank you for this time. Bless us now, challenge us, encourage us. We do pray in Jesus' name, amen. We begin a brand new theme today called Adroit Conversations. The word adroit is kind of a fun word. It means and has the idea of being skillful or resourceful or ingenious. Now, think about this. Jesus had adroit conversations. I believe that. All of his conversations were skillful and resourceful and ingenious because he came with a mission. Jesus had a singular purpose in coming to earth. Even as a 12-year-old boy, he was focused on his mission when he said this in Luke chapter 2, verse 49, I must be about my father's business. That's what Jesus said. Hey, I have to be about my father's business. I have to do what he wants me to do. That's actually what Jesus said in response to his parents who were looking for him. And when they found him, they asked Jesus, what are you doing? And he looked at his earthly mom and dad and said, well, I'm about my father's business. That's what he said. I have a job here to do. Now, if you're a student watching, I wouldn't recommend you responding that way to your parents. It probably won't work, but it worked for Jesus because he's Jesus. One scholar stated it this way, Jesus' reply shows that at this time he was fully conscious of his person, his relationship to his father and his mission. There never was a time, there never was a time when Jesus did not know who he was, who his father was, and why he had come into the world. Even as a boy, Jesus had a focus on his mission, which certainly carried into adulthood. We find Jesus saying this in Luke chapter 19, verse 10, for the son of man came to seek and save those who are lost. These are the words of Jesus. And he's looking at others and saying, here's my mission, here's my purpose. I came to seek and save those who are lost. I came to redeem, I came to rescue because of this focus, because of this singular mission that Jesus had, his time and all of his activities were really important. They were very important. And I believe that extended into all of his conversations. So here's what we're going to do. It's a new month. There are four Sundays 
in the month of April. And we're going to walk through a few of the adroit conversations that Jesus had with others. We're not going to be able to look at all of the conversations Jesus had. We're just going to focus on a few of these conversations that were skillful and resourceful and ingenious. And in doing that, I think we're really going to discover hope and help and gain confidence in how Jesus communicated and in what he actually said to the people he was addressing at this time, but what he also still says to us today. So this is gonna be a great thing for us as we walk through adroit conversations. Here's our big idea for today. Please get those talk notes ready and take good notes because I think you'll be able to reflect on this a little bit throughout the week and it will be helpful. Here's our big idea and this is going to shape our conversation. Jesus speaks to the problem of uncertainty. And I think that will make sense as we dive into scripture. Jesus, here's what he does. He speaks to the problem of uncertainty. Question for all of us. Are you experiencing at all any uncertainty right now? Think about that. Is there anything in life right now that is uncertain for you? I personally feel uncertain about a lot of things. I feel uncertain about when we're going to meet again as a church and I long for that day and I don't know when that's going to happen. I am uncertain about that and I don't like that feeling, this feeling of uncertainty. I was sharing with the staff team this week as we had one of our Zoom meetings that I've been a pastor now for 27 years and I have never experienced anything quite like this. Never experienced what we're walking through right now where we can't gather in our church home. And certainly we're gathering together still in a different kind of way, but I've never experienced in 27 years of ministry not being able to gather as a church this way. And I'm uncertain about when that ends and when we'll be able to be back together. And I don't like that feeling. I'm uncertain about the impact of COVID-19 on absolutely everything. I'm just uncertain about that. There's a lot of things I feel uncertain about right now and you probably feel the same way. Well, here's the good news, okay? And there's great news. Jesus speaks to the problem of uncertainty. He does. Jesus himself, he speaks to the problem of uncertainty and I believe that's going to help us today with your Bible or your device I want you to find Matthew chapter 21. Matthew is the first New Testament book. It is one of the four gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. We're gonna focus on Matthew's gospel today and a conversation that Jesus had. And it's found in Matthew chapter 21. I am going to begin reading with verse one. Here's what it says. As Jesus 
and the disciples approached Jerusalem. They came to the town of Bethpage on the Mount of Olives. Jesus sent two of them on ahead, two of his close followers. And here's what Jesus said. Go into the village over there. As soon as you enter it, you will see a donkey tied there with its colt beside it. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone asks what you are doing, just say, the Lord needs them and he will immediately let you take them. Okay, that's the adroit conversation that Jesus had, which is really more of a one-sided conversation, but these are the words of Jesus. Here's what he's saying to these followers. And then the text goes on to say this in verse four. This took place to fulfill the prophecy that said, tell the people of Jerusalem, look, your king is coming to you. He is humble, riding on a donkey, riding on a donkey's colt. The two disciples did as Jesus commanded. They brought the donkey and the colt to him and threw their garments over the colt and he, Jesus, sat on it. Most of the crowd spread their garments on the road ahead of him and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. Jesus was in the center of the procession and the people all around him were shouting, praise God for the son of David. Blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Praise God in the highest heaven. This is just a great scene here. Go Jesus. Go Jesus. Verse 10 says, the entire city of Jerusalem was in an uproar as he entered. Who is this? They asked. And the crowds replied, it's Jesus. It's Jesus. It's Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. Happy Palm Sunday to you. That's actually today and this is what we just read in Matthew chapter 21, an account of Palm Sunday. I never would have imagined as we began 2020 that we would be celebrating Palm Sunday and Easter Sunday online, but here we are and we're going to have fun doing it. Palm Sunday or the triumphal entry, that's what it's also called. So the triumphal entry of Jesus and Palm Sunday, they are the same event. And here's what we need to know about this special day that begins Holy Week or the week leading up to the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. It all begins with Palm Sunday, this triumphal entry into the city of Jerusalem. Here's what we need to know. This is the term used for the entry of Jesus into the city of Jerusalem on the Sunday prior to his crucifixion. So that's where we are today. We're a week out from Jesus coming back to life. That's Palm Sunday. Due to the fact that palm branches were placed on the ground in front of Jesus as a way to welcome him into the city in a triumphant kind of way, that's where we get the name Palm Sunday. This event is recorded in all four Gospels. So Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John all talk about this particular event. It is a big occurrence in the Gospels. 
where it looks like Jesus is going to be okay. It really looks that way. Everything is going well for Jesus. People are welcoming him. They are cheering for him. Go Jesus. Everything is looking great. But here's what else we need to know about Palm Sunday. The crowd was really looking for a conquering king. That's what they wanted. They were looking for someone who would have the ability to come in and overthrow the Roman government and help establish some self-rule. That's what they wanted. Somebody who could come in and take care of all of that. And that was not the purpose of Jesus. That's not why he came to overthrow a government. He came to seek and save those who were lost. He came to redeem all of us. So as soon as they figured out the crowd, oh, he's not that guy. He's not that conquering hero. He's not that warrior. Well, the indifferent crowd turned away and in a few short days, Jesus is arrested and he's crucified and buried. Now, here's a question for all of us. What does this event, Palm Sunday and the triumphal entry of Jesus, and just some background on that unique day, what does any of this have to do with an adroit conversation that Jesus had? Well, leading up to this event of him stepping into the city of Jerusalem, with all of the fanfare and all of the crowd saying yes and celebrating him, before the actual entrance, Jesus said something. He has this conversation and it's a really important one. So I wanna go back to Matthew chapter 21, verse one. As Jesus and the disciples approached Jerusalem, they came to the town of Bethpage and the Mount of Olives. Jesus sent two of them on ahead and here's, the conversation. Here's what Jesus said. Go into the village over there. As soon as you enter it, you will see a donkey tied there with its colt beside it. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone asks what you are doing, just say, the Lord needs them and he will immediately let you take them. Now, I can't say I have ever really considered that little dialogue there an important conversation. I've never really thought of it this way, but the text indicates that it's very important. And here's why. It speaks to Jesus going about his father's business. Do you remember when Jesus said that as a 12 year old? I have to be about my father's business. I'm here to seek and save those who are lost. I'm here to redeem and to rescue. This conversation here is skillful and resourceful and ingenious because Jesus is pointing back to that and saying, I'm here to fulfill what my father wants me to fulfill. And Jesus actually addresses a bit of a prophecy about him that was given a long time before he was ever actually stepping into Jerusalem. 
So he addresses something that is really unique right here. And in doing this in a skillful way, he is talking about his father's mission. I want you to look at verse four again in Matthew 21. It says, this took place. Okay, the conversation that Jesus had. Go and get the donkey and the colt. Go and get those items. It's all going to work out. This took place, verse four says, to fulfill the prophecy that said, tell the people of Jerusalem, look, your king is coming to you. He is humble, riding on a donkey, riding on a donkey's colt. Okay, what prophecy is that? If this was talked about before Jesus ever did it, where do we actually see that? Well, back in Zechariah chapter nine, we find these words. Zechariah is an Old Testament prophet. And here's what he says in chapter nine, verse nine. Rejoice, O people of Zion. Shout in triumph, O people of Jerusalem. Here it is. Look, your king is coming to you. He is righteous and victorious, yet he is humble, riding on a donkey, riding on a donkey's colt. Now, here's where it gets really interesting. Scholars believe a few things about Zechariah chapter nine and the words that I just read to you. Scholars generally believe that Zechariah is pointing towards something that will happen when the Messiah arrives in the future. So he's not addressing something that had happened here. He's talking about something that is to come. The Messiah will ride into the city. So Zechariah is prophesying something that will come in the future. Scholars generally agree on that. And scholars also agree that the date for the writing of Zechariah chapter nine in these words is somewhere between 480 and 470 B.C., So a lot of years before the actual Palm Sunday event, before Jesus rode into the city of Jerusalem on a donkey, Zechariah wrote these words. Okay, so this Messiah is going to ride into the city on a donkey. It's going to happen. And these words were written approximately 500-ish years before Jesus rides into Jerusalem. I really see this as much more than a coincidence. I do. I see this as more than just dumb luck, like it happened. I see this as Jesus fulfilling his purpose and going about his father's business and moving toward paying the price for my sins and for your sins and the sins of the world. That's what's happening here. And that's why this whole conversation in Matthew chapter 21 is adroit. It's skillful and resourceful and ingenious because Jesus is going about his father's business. He has this conversation mindful of his mission to come and to give his life for all because this is what his father wanted. This is a great conversation laced with I'm doing what my father wants me to do for humanity. I'm doing this to pay for the sins of the world. 
I want to go back to Matthew chapter 21 and look at verse 4 one more time. It says, This took place to fulfill the prophecy that said, Tell the people of Jerusalem, Look, your king is coming to you. Do you see that phrase, to you? If you like to circle or highlight or underline, those are two words to really address there. Tell the people of Jerusalem, look, your king is coming to you. In the construction of the sentence, that actually means he is coming for you or he's coming for your benefit, which is incredible. Look, your king is coming for you or he's coming for your benefit. Incredible. Again, Jesus, mindful of his father's mission, it's time for me to give my life for all. So go and get the donkey because I need to ride into the city of Jerusalem and begin this whole process. Okay, back to the big idea. Jesus speaks to the problem of uncertainty. How does he actually do that though? And how does Palm Sunday, the triumphal entry of Jesus, what we read in Matthew chapter 21 and what was talked about in the Old Testament book of Zechariah, What does all of this have to do with Jesus speaking to the problem of uncertainty? Well, I want to give you a couple of takeaways that I believe will address how Jesus speaks to this problem of uncertainty. Here we go. Takeaway number one. Jesus speaks to the problem of uncertainty with a specific action driven by love. That's how he does it. He does it with a specific action driven by love. I think this conversation, go and get the donkey, is just dripping with love because if Jesus had any interest at all on bailing on this whole thing, like, I don't know if I want to walk through this. I don't know if I want to give my life for everybody. This is going to be really painful. And certainly Jesus knew what was coming and how he would be beaten. And scripture talks about how Jesus was beaten so severely that he wasn't even recognized as a human. Jesus is aware that all of this is coming. And if he had any interest on running and hiding and not going into Jerusalem then this was his opportunity, but that's not what happens. His actions are driven by love and they were certain and sure. And we look to Jesus because he acted this way and that can give us certainty and confidence in the midst of uncertain circumstances. Just looking to Jesus, who acted in a way driven by love and all of that for us. Here's the second takeaway. Jesus speaks to the problem of uncertainty because there is nothing, think about this now, there is nothing that could keep him from giving his life for you. 
that's an overwhelming thought. There's absolutely nothing that could keep Jesus from giving his life for you. And this is what we see on Palm Sunday with this skillful, resourceful, and ingenious conversation. Jesus is beginning the process of saying, I'm gonna give my life for you and for me and for all. Jesus speaks to the problem of uncertainty because there is nothing that could keep him from giving his life for you. Let that roll around in your mind this week as we encounter news and information that may unsettle, that may discourage, that may take us into a dark place. As all of that happens for us, may we be reminded that Jesus speaks to this problem of uncertainty and may we also be mindful of the fact that there's nothing that could have kept Jesus from giving his life for us. So, as we approach uncertain days, may we remember the actions of Jesus driven by love This should, this should uplift all of us. Will you pray with me? Father, we come before you on Palm Sunday, the day where Jesus rode into the city of Jerusalem and people celebrated that. They were excited. They put their coats down in front of them. They put palm branches down in front of them as a way to say welcome. But when they realized that he wasn't that conquering king, they thought the crowd kind of turned and Jesus was arrested and tried and beaten and killed. But God, may we remember today that Jesus did all of this for us. He purposely stepped into this week so he could accomplish his father's business. And he has this unique conversation that begins the whole process. Go and get the donkeys so that we can begin this process. God, as we walk through Holy Week now, may we remember the certain action of Jesus. And during these uncertain days, May we rest in how confident Jesus was in fulfilling your mission for him that impacts all of us today. May we remember that and have confidence in what you have done and what Jesus did on that Palm Sunday. If you are willing and able, I would encourage you right now just to hold out your hands in front of you and open them up to receive this blessing. Father, I pray for everyone watching that you would encourage us with the actions of Jesus. As we think about Palm Sunday and what happened May it be more than just an event. May it be more than just 
something that Jesus did, may we recognize all of that was on purpose for us, for our redemption. God, I pray for each and every person watching. May we fall deeper in love with Jesus because of what he has done for us. Bless us this week as we remember his life and his death and his resurrection. God, help us to also be an encouragement to others. We ask this now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you call Valley Point Church home or would like to make a donation, please go to valleypointchurch.com slash online giving. If you're in need of prayer, we would love to serve you in that way. Send us a message at prayer at valleypointchurch.com. Be blessed.